Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute Bit. I'm Ralph Seymour. Today we're going to talk about the surgical airway in our third installment. So far, let me just back up of what we've talked about so far. We've talked about exactly what how we're going to do this procedure in a perfect world, okay? We did our vertical incision. We did our horizontal incision. We have felt around inside that, uh, that trachea to make sure that we're in the right spot. And then we ride our bougie down into the trachea. Now, here's the deal. Here is where you can run into some problems, and I kind of want to talk about hold up. Hold up is basically the, the thought process that when you put your bougie in the trachea, right, and you keep on feeding it, eventually your bougie will be held up by the tracheal, uh, the, um, the bronchial tree. Okay, and that gives you a sense of reassurance that your bougie tip is in the lungs and you've actually not gone into a false passage. Your question may now be, what's a false passage? A false passage is basically a passage that should not be. It's usually going to occur in the setting of crike. It's going to occur between the trachea and the skin of the neck. Okay, so somewhere in there, right above the mediastinum and in the neck between the trachea and the skin, that's where your bougie could end up. And you keep on sending that bougie down. There were some um, uh, thought processes that suggested that you, if you did that, if you kept putting the bougie down into a false passage anterior to the trachea, that you wouldn't get any hold up at all. The bougie would just continue to go down into no man's land. And that's not necessarily true. When you have that bougie and you have it in a false passage, and you shouldn't, um, but if you if you do and you know you're a novice and you're you're not familiar with this procedure or the anatomy, you could conceivably, I guess, um, send that bougie down into the mediastinum. Now you don't want that because the first structure, besides going through different planes, fascial planes and stuff, that you should get tactile feedback about. Meaning that usually when I teach procedures or I'm doing procedures. Uh, the one thing that, that the one golden rule with procedures is if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't right. Now, that rule doesn't always apply, okay? But in most cases, I do stress that if something doesn't feel right, then stop. And I'm telling you this if you send a bougie down in the pretracheal space and it goes into the mediastinum, I guarantee you through tactile feedback that something will have felt wrong. Okay, so you have to follow those instincts, but we're teaching this procedure for the lowest common denominator and the novice. So somebody that has all amped up and it's like they had 30 cups of coffee because that's how nervous they are is the one doing this procedure. And it's easier for me to sit here on this microphone and talk about it than to actually do it. I get it, but I've done two and I've never been in a false passage. I can't speak about that with any experience, but I can tell you that there has to be tactile feedback. This was represented by George Kovach on cadavers, that there will be tactile feedback and there may be hang up outside the lungs, excuse me, hold up outside the lungs. So you have to be aware of that. Now, 
if once your bougie is inside the trachea, you should identify that you're in the trachea with that coup de tip kind of rubbing up against those tracheal rings that should give you added reassurance and then you should get holed up in the bronchial tree. Then you want to railroad your six, size 6 French Portex uh, tracheal tube down the bougie into the stoma that you've created and then inflate your cuff and you are home free. Now, that is in a perfect world, okay? That is the way you want it to go, but that's not always going to be the way it goes. So on the next recess now, what we're going to talk about is other things that could happen, okay? Some bailout maneuvers in case you don't have a good idea of what the anatomy is. And then we're going to talk about some alternatives. We're going to talk about whether nasotracheal intubation should ever be done blindly. We're going to talk about fiber optic intubation. We're going to talk about retrograde intubation. So for our next installment of Surgical Airway, that's what we'll be talking about. I appreciate you joining us. I am Ralph Seymour, and this is Rhesus Now 5-Minute Bit.